Yo, it's your girl DJ Narc. What's going on? We are in New York City. It is 1.20 in the morning. Listen, if you need to roll it, roll it. If you need to grab that water, grab it. I have two bottles of water and a bottle of ginger ale. So I think I'm ready. I have half of a pretty long spliff and I will be rolling another one. Just so we're clear on what kind of pod this is gonna be. <laughs> so let's begin with the topic. Our topic tonight is vanity. <laughs> Insert here in Al Pacino's voice, vanity. Definitely my favorite sin, vanity. Something, if I were to be completely honest with myself, I would say is perhaps my greatest vice. So it would only stand to reason that in cancer season, our vices, which are keys, windows into our weaknesses, would be exposed and exposed specifically to family because this is what this particular cancer season was about it was if you remember from the all signs video i said this cancer season will be like being at an interminable family gathering a family gathering that starts off great as they always do and then doesn't end <laughs> which which of course if you're around your family long enough they will pull the poison out of your wounds, mainly because they put it there, right? This is something I always like to remind people of when they're dealing with their parents. Well, she, my mom really pushes my buttons. Well, because she installed them. She knows exactly where they are, right? So we knew that this season would reveal the truth in us. And we knew it would do it in a way where it would be on display to our families. And that is, that was my lighter falling down. Smoke it if you've got it, by the way. That is for most of us, our most vulnerable and most delicate spot, our family. It's who we want to look the best in front of, not just physically, but figuratively, right? We want to... We want them to revel in our success. We want them to be, a, to be proud of us. We want them to look up to us or admire us. We want to appear as perfect as we can to those we are related to, whether out of spite or pride. Hmm. So to have your weakness exposed to your family is quite powerful, right? These are the people that, ironically, because you're the most like them, they are the people in front of which you put on the greatest facade. So to have them see your weakness <clears throat> is healing, okay? Because they are the closest to you genetically, or at least in upbringing, and to expose you, to humble you. And to perhaps throw some antiseptic on that wound. So a lot of you have said, 
this cancer season. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I would just like to point out that we say that every cancer season. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I've never <coughs> experienced a cancer season that I can remember that was all positive. It's always dramatic, it's always sexual, and it's always painful. <laughs> Which to the right kind of person sounds like heaven. Um, okay. So now let me tell you what my personal experience. <laughs> Listen, the fact that I could laugh at myself when I'm really embarrassed is I'm realizing about myself one of my favorite qualities. <laughs> I am so mortified at the series of events that have happened since I've been in New York. And I know that you'll find it really funny because I find it funny. But I also feel like it'll be cathartic for those of you who may suffer from the same vanity issue that I have um, or had until very recently. <laughs> so um, the preface is short. I, like all of you, many of you, most of you, have always tried to put my best foot forward when it comes to stepping out into the world. And let's say that's ratcheted up to a thousand when around my family. And that applies to going over to my parents' house every day because my mother is super critical. And my father does come from a family that is very, very focused on looks, which I think is a byproduct of being generationally wealthy. Like after a while, you start wanting what money can't buy. So their collective influence on their kids has, it's an enormous amount of pressure. And as with everything with my parents, uh, everything that they did, the argument, the debate that my siblings and I have, it always comes back to the same thing, the same realization. <clears throat> the pressure put on us was enormous but we are all better stronger smarter for it and in many ways more able to deal with stress the world what have you now the counter argument is at what price the winning is there for sure we are able to step up in very stressful situations <clears throat> where most people can't make the shot, won't press the button, can't sink the ball, you know, whatever it is. And we can do it. We have been trained, military trained, to focus under intense pressure and not let it get to us and still be able to concentrate and do the thing. But at what cost? Right? Because there has to be some trade-off there. When Carolina Redley and I went to Atlanta to shoot Lucky Stars, uh, which, if you don't know, is this show that this really cool production team in Atlanta is putting together. Um, when we got in the car the day of the shoot, where the production team, really cool, really cool, picked us up, took us to the set. 
on the way over, the guy asked, like, are you nervous? And I was like, no. I don't, I don't get nervous. Um, the, on, the only time I lose my cool, right, is when I find a guy good looking. He doesn't have to be good looking, right? I've told you this before. My brothers call me Picasso because they think that everyone I think is good looking actually is awful looking. <laughs> my brothers have never understood my taste in men. They're just like, do you see the world on a tilt? Or like, can you not see that this motherfucker is just weird looking? But anyway. Um, wait, what was I saying? Right, so, <clears throat> sorry. So he said, you know, are you, are you nervous? And I said, no, uh, I'm not nervous at all. Uh, I, don't, I don't get nervous, you know, especially when it comes to, again, stepping to the line and, and hitting the mark. I don't get nervous. And then I said, because this is this new thing that I've started doing. Um, I realized that for me to be compassionate, this is a very like, I, 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 I podcast, um, because I have all this stuff and I want to get off my chest and I've been holding it in the whole time I've been in New York and, and I, it just all needs to come out. Right. So the, <laughs> the subject is vanity. Right. And so of course it's very, I, 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 okay. One of the things that I've begun doing is offering more information than I generally do. Because I realize that I unconsciously do that 48 laws of power thing where I don't really say a lot. And so I inadvertently end up gaining a lot of power from people because their curiosity is so peaked and then I don't give them more. So this air of mystery, I understand exactly how it works. I've just never done it consciously, but it happens. So in an attempt to be more compassionate and not take all the power in the room, I've started sharing more. And I find that it helps me too, because it humanizes me to me, if that makes sense. So I added the caveat. No, I'm not nervous. I don't, I don't feel nervous. Right, so I, I guess I'm not nervous. But then this new thing I've started doing, you know, is adding a little bit more information. So I said, but I have done the same thing four times today, not remembering if I did it. So I guess I must be, but it's not at a level that I can actually consciously tap into. Like, I'm not feeling it, but I must be because my actions are betraying that there is something happening here. So at what cost? <clears throat> there is that ability to hit the mark when it comes to looks, productivity, right? Putting the ball in the hole, debate, being put on the spot, confrontation, argument, physical fight. Like there is no hesitation. If it's go time, then it's fucking go time. But at what fucking cost? I don't think I knew the price that I was paying. Because I'd never been in a situation where I didn't have to pay it. <laughs> Let me explain. 
<clears throat> smoke it, smoke it, smoke it if you got it. Smoke it if you can relate. Smoke it if you're relaxing. Smoke it if you're in the tub. You realize that the reason I'm awake at one thirty in the morning in New York City is because I'm acclimating to the time difference. So when I get to Denmark, I can hit the ground running and be making chicken fingers later that night. You feel me? That that Denmark comment is going to tie in later. Don't you worry. So what I realize, okay, is that the price I've been paying, I've never realized how high that price is because I've never not paid it. I thought that I was just go time when I'm stepping up to the line to do the thing. I didn't realize I was fucking go time all the fucking time. Do you understand? I didn't realize. And then all these different things started to connect to my fucking head. Because you know how that is. I have all these tabs open. And then as soon as like one new insight comes in, anything that's anyhow somehow related, like ding, 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 all these lights start going off. So then all of a sudden it makes sense that I have these wonderful friends. Okay? But the only people that feel comfortable to just come over and hang out are people who have absolutely no hang-ups about their looks. They know they're super, super, super pretty. Anyone who has any kind of insecurity about their looks or their weight or their wardrobe or anything will make plans cancel, make plans cancel. And I and 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 I've talked to them about it before where I'm like, yo, you can show up in sweatpants. Like you don't have to feel like a pressure from me to only come over here when you look a certain way. And they're always like, no, 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 it's fine. I don't. Don't worry. And I'm like, no, but you're still not coming over like you should. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, Carolina walks in and out of here whenever the fuck she wants. One, she's my best friend. Two, she's my business partner. But also three, she ain't got no fucking hangups because she's dropped dead gorgeous, mashallah, right? So Sandy, same thing. Sandy just like waltz in and out of anywhere because she don't have that fucking hangup. But as soon as I realized that I'm fucking go time all the time, okay, then I realized that there are people who are not people who have like beautiful placements like Mars and Cancer, sensitive placements like Venus and Taurus, who are like, I can't go time with her right now. Like if I go over there, I got to go over there like on 10 because that's what she deserves because she'd be on 10 all the time is fucking go time over there. And like, I'm a sensitive spirit and I can't with the go time right now. Okay. I didn't know what the real reason was that those girls specifically girls because i don't just have a bunch of dudes in my house like i don't i never understood i knew why they weren't coming over with the same frequency that they should like they should be we all live in manhattan like you should be over here chilling whenever you want right but i didn't know the the reason behind it i knew what was happening i just didn't know why because like in my head, if you come over here and you see me in like sweatpants and a t-shirt, like 
you should feel comfortable coming over here in sweatpants and a t-shirt, right? That's that's what's happening in my head for years when I'm thinking about this. Like, that's why it doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, there's no logic here, right? Okay. But now I realize some shit because of the experience I had. Because of this cancer season. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mm. <clears throat> Drink something, please. Oh, if you really love it and smoke something. Here we go. So listen to what happened to me. Look at me trying to be a better person, okay? So I told you about the compassion thing. Boom. One of the other things I've started doing is that I've stopped finally punishing my mom for being emotionally unavailable, not being around, and not really liking me when I was a kid. (laughs) I know why she didn't like me, because... I was everything and am everything that she was not allowed to be. So I totally get it. I totally get why she resented me. I totally get all of it. Um, And I totally get that she didn't really know how to be a mom because she was raised by this awful stepmom who was raised by an awful stepmom. So like, you know, just Snow White this bitch. Um, Like the whole story is just so fucking Snow White to me. So, okay, great. So all my life, I've been able to sense what my mother's needs are. And I've just like out of resentment or like spite, just not fulfilled them. Because like, why should I? Because like, you weren't there for me. So like, I see what the fuck you need right now. But honestly, like, I don't give a shit. If anything, like, I'm going to do the opposite. Because like, I just don't care. Like, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I'm just being very, very honest. Like, it just, she was not around. So like, for me, it's like, now when I'm not around, if I'm not around, I've I've never been around. Like that's the thing you have to realize. At the minute I turned 18, I was out, I was gone, I was a ghost. Like I'm not around. I'm not here for you. You understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> and even now sometimes I have that thought when she puts pressure on me um of like how lucky she is that my dad is over there. Cuz if my dad like the I, sometimes I uh, throughout my life, my whole life I felt like the only reason that my mom gets to see me is because I go over there to see my dad. So for me to get to the point of being compassionate towards her and not just seeing what she needs, but actually giving it to her has taken a lifetime. And... (laughs) It has not, it, it's not the most comfortable feeling because it's a completely new set of actions, right? So it's, mm, it's, it's uncharted territory. So boom. So I know that she really likes it when I spend time with her. So I started spending more time with her. And then I know that she likes it when I, they have a house in the mountains that they go to on the weekends. I know that she likes it when I go up there with her. So I said that I would go up there. (sighs) My mother is like a Facebook fiend. She's on Facebook all the time. She's always posting photos. She knows everybody. She's friended everybody. There you have it. Okay. So we go up there and we go to this native... Pocono Indian Reservation 
museum. We have a great time. You know, my dad is a very learned man. He's really cool to hang out with. He's dope. He's so fun to like do anything with because he's funny. He's chill. He's quiet. He minds his business. He knows everything. Nobody wants to fuck with him. So it's it's just like fun. It's just like pure fun. So we go. We're having a great time. This is kind of uncharted territory for my mother at this point because she's not really into stuff like this. But she knows that me and my dad are. So she came along and she had a really good time. For at first, she was like, "No, you and your dad go." And we were both like, can you just, like, go to the museum? <laughs> can we, like, can you just, like, go? Like, and so she went with us, and she actually ended up having a really good time. So, boom. <clears throat> so, listen to the wonderful gift that I get for being nice to my mom and doing shit with her. Listen to what she did. Fucking cancer season. Et tu, mama. <laughs> Is it, was it you, mom? Like, my mom brutist me so bad. Okay, here we go. We come out of the museum. We have had a lovely time. All right. I have just gotten my period. <laughs> okay. And what's been happening, I've noticed since my accident last year in July is that when I'm about to get my period, I get, like, super swollen. Like, I I retain, I want to say, like, five or six pounds of, like, water weight. I don't know why it started happening. I personally think it's a defense mechanism where, like, my body's like, ooh, in this week right now, we could get pregnant, but we could also be in a terrible accident. Let's hold a lot of water like I don't know what it is but I'm assuming that might be it but this is I have no idea what it is so it might just be like changes in the body or I have no idea so it was also I noticed this right around when I was drinking celery juice every morning so I don't know if that kind of reset my body and actually this kind of like holding water is normal I have no idea but this is what's been happening so Here I am in these harem sweatpants that I got from Urban that I really like because they're super comfortable, but every single person who's seen me in them is like, why are you wearing those? You look awful in those. But I like them, and I actually really like the silhouette of them as well, but nobody likes them. Anyway, I'm in the mountains with my parents. Who's going to see me? Oh, Umber. (laughs) Who's going to see you, Umber? Oh, hold on. Mm -hmm. I'm also, at that point, on like my fourth or fifth day of wearing like sunscreen ever. So I'm trying all these different sunscreens and I'm wearing like one that turns out to be actually super greasy. Okay. I'm also wearing an oversized sweater and I have oil in my hair. So <laughs> like there is no way that I can explain to you exactly how bad the photo was that she took. But I can tell you that later that day, 
Like, you know when you see a photo so bad of yourself that you're shocked? Have you ever seen a photo of yourself where you're like, okay. But I got to see the photo and get the news from her that she had posted it on Facebook. Now, here's the difference between some sort of gaffe where you're outfit doesn't turn out right or your makeup's a little too heavy or whatever here's the difference between that which is what i'm sure you're imagining this was and what this actually was people didn't recognize me in the photo it's probably the worst photo I've ever seen of myself. (laughs) Wait. It gets better. That was, it gets better. It gets better. That was the first blow. Okay. And for a minute, I was knocked off of go time. And I was like, oh, wow, this feels awful, but also kind of relaxing. Okay. Then, like a week later, my sister-in-law's sister came into town and we hung out and we took a photo but see now i'm not just like about to get my period now i'm full on on my period okay i feel like shit and i'm just miserable Okay, physically, physically, just like I'm tired, my whole body hurts, cramps, everything. Like I think I, I think you may remember that I was like, I'm gonna do the daily right after I get over these cramps. We take a photo. So she knows everybody I know, family-wise, through marriage, young people in our community, People our age, like, so she's like, (laughs) she's like my mom, but like on Instagram. It's like she has all the family on Insta. Like my mom has all the family on Facebook. Okay. So then she posts that photo to everybody that she knows who knows me. Now this one's not quite so bad. But it's still shockingly bad. Again, because here's the culprit. Once again, I'm wearing the same pants. Okay, because, okay, but now I've learned my lesson to never, ever do that again. (laughs) And the expression on my face is like, I just want to die. It's 150,000 degrees. My whole body is swollen. And like, what? what is life? So, oh, and also I was trying another sunscreen that day. So my face is once again, hella oily. Wonderful. Okay. So here's what. I gleaned from these. So so then the, the ego that had been knocked a little bit, you know, but gotten back on its feet, then it got sucker punched the other way. 
and then it was out and then it was down and then there was no more fucking go time and my first reaction to not being on go time and not standing on the fucking line was absolute delight (laughs) every time i think about that photo i just start laughing because it's so it's so bad like (laughs) no no it's so bad like it's not me (laughs) i don't know who that is i understand why people didn't recognize me because i don't recognize me i don't know who that is i don't know who that is okay but forget that Stepping away from the line for a second? Oh, man. No wonder I could never really relax my shoulders. No wonder I could never really process these deep hurts that that have to heal so slowly because it has to all happen subconsciously because how can you work on that stuff if you're always standing on the fucking line? You understand what I'm saying? If you're on the front line all the fucking time with the fucking gun in your hand, how are you supposed to complex, process deep, complex pain? And it's not lost on me that the road to the destruction of my vanity, the exposing to the people I want to look best in front of, the worst of me, was reached down a road by me walking down a road of compassion. Me recognizing my mother's needs, not resenting her for having them, not being spiteful that my needs weren't met and therefore not needing her needs, but instead meeting her needs, making her happy, led me to my demise. (laughs) To To the demise of the thing, the pressure that was keeping me, you know, on the line my whole life you gotta look a certain way you gotta talk a certain way you gotta get certain grades you know and then it was you gotta look a certain way you gotta talk a certain way you gotta get certain grades you gotta get into a certain college and then it was you gotta look a certain way you gotta talk a certain way you gotta you gotta have this education you have to have this kind of job you have to have these kind of friends you have to you have to go to these kind of parties. You have to wear these kind of clothes. You have to have this kind of body. You have to have this kind of face. You have to have this kind of hair. Right? You have to have this kind of man. Or else. Or else it all comes falling down because what? It's so funny. 
you build the facade and then you get worried it'll fall down. You don't have to build it in the first place and then there's nothing to fall down. But it's so seductive. I had never for a moment in my life stepped away. I didn't know this glee that just it's escapes me. The laugh that comes out of me when I think about those photos, you know, because laughter is an involuntary thing. It's an involuntary action. You can't control why you laugh or when you laugh. I mean, you can fake laugh, but it's really obvious, right? Laughter has a ring of truth to it. Laughter is true. Every time I think about those photos, there is this deep joy in me. Like, it's such a flex. Like, yeah, some days, some months, I do look like that. So, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) What are you going to do about it? Yeah, Yeah, you are now looking at a version of me that probably two or three people have ever seen in my life where I was not up to the line. And what the fuck are you gonna do about it? You're gonna talk about me? Go ahead. Give me your blessings. You gonna judge me? Go ahead. Hate yourself even more. Teach yourself even more how to hate yourself because you're listening to you judge me and you're judging you the same way. You're going to laugh at me? Laugh. God hates the mean and the arrogant. Laugh. It's okay. I'm laughing too. (laughs) I'm not laughing for the same reasons you're laughing. I think you're laughing because you see... Something that you've held up so high that you now think you see falling down. But you don't get it. I'm falling up. This, I realize, is the ultimate, the last flex. This is the point they never, ever, ever let Brittany reach. This is where they had to pull her back and put her in chains. Yeah, and sometimes I look like this too. What are you going to do about it? Well, if your perfection is monetized enough, if you really know how to step up and hit the mark, And they can make money off of you doing that. Well, they'll turn the world upside down from to get you from flexing that hard. You can't go from being a icon, a sex symbol. Jezebel. You want to go from the that archetype? To shaving your head and growling like a man? Your makeup running? 
your sexy, tan, scantily clad body replaced with a pale, baggy, clothed, alter ego. You can't do that. You can't do that because we'll laugh at you. You can't do that because we'll ridicule you. You can't do that because we'll judge you. You can't do that because we'll... We'll put you in chains. We'll make you do what we want you to do. We'll whittle you back down to size and bake you back up and push you back into those scantily clothes, scantily cut clothes. And we'll make you dance and sing to our beat. Drink something. We'll even make sure, because you decided that you were going to throw off the archetype that we had so graciously put on you. See, that's the thing about this archetype. That's the thing about this Jezebel thing. This is seen as a gift. How dare you deny a gift? If you have the ability to have the sickest body, the sickest face, if you have the ability to be sick, hot, and beautiful, and you're not, you're spitting in the face of a blessing. How dare you? You know how many people would kill for that body? I've actually had people say to my face, you know what I could do with your face? You know where I'd be by now? You know who I'd be married to by now? And I have responded with, you have no idea the offers I've turned down. (laughs) No. Um, How dare you? You will be punished for not embracing the archetype that we all wish we could be. And you can be, but are choosing not to be. How fucking dare you? And if you get too far out of line... We will reinforce that archetype within you physically. We will put something in your body to keep you, right? Like this sexual genie locked in a bottle, a perpetual prepubescent female medically made so a judge heard that and did not give that woman her freedom a judge heard a young woman say that she has been involuntarily (laughs) made made sterile for now
And that judge did not free her. Intense deja vu. Smoke it if you got it. So do I know that there are hundreds of people out there by now who have talked about those two photos and talked about me? Of course they do. But if they only knew what I've gained, see, because thankfully I'm not in a position where too many people need me to step up to the line all the time. I was just raised that way. Nobody's been pushing me to do it. That was just a pattern I had to break. Brittany's pattern is reinforced by an enormous amount of greed and an entire machine. So you can see how badly it can go. Now underneath that vanity, that imposed vanity, that pressure that creates the vanity, behind that is a freedom that is extremely dangerous. And the more I explain it, the more the force with which they want to keep her where she is will make sense. Because I think to a lot of us, that's the part that really confuses. Why? Why are they doing this to her? My feeling is that it's very deep. Behind the pressure, the imposed pressure, to squirm into, squeeze into, push yourself into this archetype. Behind the vanity that it produces within you like a disease. Before those things were imposed on you, which we, you may not even remember because we've been sexualized from such a young age. MTV generation. Before all that, There was a power in you. A power that is natural. Now, you know that in our present day society, vanity is completely associated with the unnatural. Although there is this circle back happening where we've come back to a lot of natural ingredients just because they work better. And we've come back to a lot of ancient techniques because they work better. But for a very long time, vanity and the pursuit of beauty has been associated with the artificial, with technology, with chemicals, with cosmetics, with procedures, with altering the natural. Now that natural as any black woman who has stopped straightening her hair can tell you, has a lot of power to it. 
when you throw off the weight of vanity. You are pushing back a predatory culture that wants to simultaneously infantilize and sexualize you. You are pushing back against a deep-seated pedophilia. And when you push that far back enough, you begin to feel a different kind of safety. And that safety is rooted in your own power. You begin to feel your power because you are no longer a glass shell, which is really what vanity is, easily broken, but very, very, very pretty to look at. Enchanting, so delicate, so fine, so fragile, so alluring, because it's so easy to destroy. Behind that sort of predatory attraction, look how fragile this thing is, look how easily I could break it. Behind that, before that, there is the thing itself, not the glass shell, and that thing itself is raw power. I'm obsessed with pictures, old photos of indigenous peoples from all over the world. Because there's always so many beautiful people. And I don't mean beautiful the way people say beautiful when they're condescending to people of color. I mean like hot. Like hot, where you're like, damn, that woman is smoking. Or like, that dude is hot. What the fuck is going on in like the fucking 1600s fam? You know, like hot, hot. Paintings, photos, whatever. And there's always something that those really hot people in those completely nature-based societies have in common. It's a look in their eyes. I mean, they know they're hot, but it's more than that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're hot and it's cool. And they know it. But also it doesn't matter. Now, there's another place where you find this. And it's, oh, so attractive. It really, it's so endearing. 
You find it in well-raised, humble, really good-looking men. Men who were raised in families where they had to be physically or mentally really capable. So their looks, it was like, yeah, but also you got to get good grades, but also you got to work hard, but also you got to make money. You see it in them too. Yeah, they know they're hot. But they're so capable that they don't feel the need to play the vanity game. So it's a different kind of hot. It's not contrived at all. It's completely relaxed. And it's intensely powerful. You've met people like this. You've met men like this. Where you're like, does he even know how hot he is? And there's always like a sister or a brother around who's like, yeah, he knows. He's just like, not like he doesn't care. (laughs) Or they'll say something like, no, but he's just like a really nice guy. (laughs) That. That power. Smoke something. Notice I said men. That power is not something that women are allowed to have. (laughs) Again, just ask any black woman who chooses to wear her natural hair. That power is not something women are allowed to have. Women must be contrived. I mean, the little girls, they want to look like anime. The contrivance runs deep. I've said it to you before. I've said it to you on the lives. You know it. The goal is to look like a cartoon. You've heard me say it. Right? And that's all fine and good. I'm all for it. You know I'm all for the aesthetic, baby. But honestly, I've never stepped back from the line long enough. I've never squeezed out of the archetype, not even for a second, to look around and and see what the fuck was really going on. Whoa, there's a lot of power out here. No wonder these dudes walking around like they own the world. Whoa, there's a lot of power out here. And you know, the trick is, just like those fine-ass dudes, you know, the trick is... You could be out here where all the power is. You can step out of the archetype and still be fly as fuck. But it just hits different. Because you don't care. Because everybody can tell that you are not stepping up to the line. (laughs) Because you are not pressed. Because you don't care. Because you having a good day or a bad day does not in any way diminish your value in society's eyes because you won't allow it because you don't care. See, when Britney didn't allow it, they snatched that bitch up and medicated her. How dare you not allow us to shame you? How dare you not allow us to keep you in that fucking cage? You a slave for who, girl? 
for us. And they squeezed her right back into those little outfits, didn't they? Mm. You are seeing the Jezebel in chains archetype playing out. You are seeing Princess Leia in chains playing out in front of you. But if I don't allow my power to be taken from me, see, because the, the, the deal that we are sold is that if you fit into this archetype, you can have all the power over all the men. And since the men have all the power, then you'll have all the power because you have power over them. So do it because it's the best thing you could do for yourself. Bim, bam, boom. Okay. But the deal is a lie. Because here's the lie, here's the rub. That archetype, that Jezebel, <coughs> that sex object that has to look a certain way because it has the capability to look a certain way. Reference here anytime a person has told you, well, if I had that hair, I would be doing this and this. If I had those legs, I would be wearing this and this. If I had that ass or if I had those boobs, blah, 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 blah. Somebody told me last night, oh yeah, me and my wife were talking about how you definitely had your boobs done. Well, I definitely did not, but it's definitely super creepy <laughs> that these are the things that you talk about. Like, If you have the body that other people want, you are not allowed to keep it to yourself. You are not allowed to. Oh, yeah, this gets deep. Oh, yeah, you thought we were done just because we were talking about Britney? No, 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 no. This goes much deeper. If you are beautiful, you are not allowed to cover your face. If you have beautiful hair, you are not allowed to hide it from me. You are not allowed to hide from me. You are not allowed to hide from my gaze. I have the right to sexualize you. That is my right. That is my power. And it's a power that I enforce with laws, okay, over you. Because you claiming the right to cover up, not want to work and sing and dance like a fucking monkey no more, not want to be a perfect fucking size zero all the fucking time, not want to have a full face of makeup on all the fucking time. Okay, these things are an affront. You are not allowed to do those things because my gaze is my power. And it is my power over you. I command you. I order you to fulfill my gaze. If you do not do so, you will be punished. By laughter, by ridicule, by laws, by imprisonment, by slavery, by what? 
mental torture, physical torture, reproductive torture. In fact, my power over you is so supreme that if I say, show me your hair, you have to show me your hair. If I tell you, okay, because your hair is a part of your body, now let me tell it to you in a way that's going to really disgust you. If I tell you, show me your body, you better show me your fucking body. That's my power over you. That's my right. Hmm. Now you understand why I'm laughing? Because what I realized was me stepping up to the fucking line, not because I wanted to, because it's the only thing I knew how to fucking do, was me in a very real way handing over my power into a structure that wants nothing more than to use me, drain me, and throw me out. A disposable fucking patriarchy. Filled to the brim. With perversity. Infantilized sexuality. That's why I'm laughing. Because until we realize that there are a host of archetypes out there and not just this one, this is another reason straight men hate astrology. How dare you think that you can be more a water bearer than my whore? How dare you have more confidence because you are half goat and half fish and not just my whore. Show me your hair. Show me your body. So, can I look the way I wanna look? Sure. Do I like the way I usually look? Absolutely. Will I ever look that way again for those same reasons? Nope. Can I step up to that line if I need to? Absolutely, it's in my bones. Will I live my life like that from now on? Never again. I love you. You are the best family anyone could ever have. I hope your cancer season was eventful as eventful as mine. And whatever wounds came up, just know that this water washes everything out. And that you'll be okay. If you need me, you know where I am. I love you. It's your girl, DJ Nark.